0: Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1 and uh, meet me at verse 1 and we're going to read through to verse 3. Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, the book of beginnings. And the word of the Lord says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, over the last several weeks, we have been talking about supernatural acceleration. We've been talking about sudden velocity and things happening faster. Things happening immediately. Things happen suddenly. Last week, we went through... A, a plethora of scriptures about things happening right now. And too often we have put ourselves in a posture or position to always be waiting and we're just going to wait and you got to wait. And, you know, don't, you know, I know we shouldn't grow weary and well-doing, but I think our expectations should also be that God can move right now and things can happen suddenly and things can happen right now. And we've been saying as well that we live in this earth and this earth and this world is a dimension that is dominated by time, space, and matter. Everything that we live in that surrounds us is about how how, how long it's going to take or what season are we in, what type of space are we in, and the matter that we're in. And it's also dominated by our five physical senses, right? What we can see, what we can touch. What we can taste, what we can smell, and what we can hear. The dimension, the world we live in is dominated by these things, but there is another dimension. And this dimension is the invisible realm, and this dimension is more real than the current dimension that we live in. Although we can't see it, it doesn't mean it's not real. For example, I've never seen my brain, but I have a brain, praise the Lord. I've never seen radio waves, but we see radio waves occur when we're at home uh, in terms of the effects of the radio waves. I've never seen wind, but we see the effects of wind. So in the visible realm, there are things that cannot be seen, but they are real. And God lives in this realm. We've never seen God But he lives in this dimension, in this realm, and we believe him and we trust him and we can access everything he's provided for us from the invisible kingdom of God into this visible realm that we live in. Anything that you can see with your eyes today is subject to change. But if you trust God and his word, you can have access to everything that he has provided for you. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now today I want to talk about how to access what God has already provided. And it's going to take some intentionality and it's going to take us being mature in order to access what God has already provided. And we saw here in Genesis chapter one, God created the heavens and the earth and the spirit of God was hovering over this earth, but nothing was happening. However, the spirit of God was here and then God saw the darkness and he said, let there be light and there was light. What if I told you that words are more about creation than they are about communication? Words are more about creation than they are about communication. The first time we hear God speak is God is creating. He's not communicating with anyone. He's actually creating, and he's creating by using his words. He's calling something from a realm that is not visible into this visible realm. So for example, in the earth, it was dark. God didn't say, look how dark it is. It's going to stay dark. It's just so dark. It's dark, dark, dark. God said, let there be light. So he called with his words and created with his words what he wanted to see and not what he currently sees. Now in Proverbs chapter 18, I want you to look at verse 20, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 20, it says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Let's look at verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so what Solomon is telling us here in this proverb is that your life will be satisfied by your words, just like your stomach is satisfied by fruit. And if you love to talk, you're going to reap the consequences of what you're saying. And so death and life is not in the power of the devil. I want you to hear this. The devil can't take you out anytime he wants to. If he could, he already would have. The devil can't stop you from giving your life to Jesus. If he could, he already would have. The devil can't stop your prosperity. If he could, he's trying But your prosperity has everything to do with what's going on on the inside of you and not what's going on on the outside of you. And so if he could, he would. So death and life is not in the control or in the power of the enemy. Death and life is not in the control and in the power of God. Well, God took them. The only person God took was Elijah and he took him alive. Enoch, too, took him alive. And so we we think, well, God, you know, well, God, when God's ready to take you home and and they had no control, they had no power, they just got taken and God took them home. But we see throughout Scripture that death and life is actually in the power of your mouth. And so in this verse, we see mouth, lips and tongue. They all are, are, are together to create words and your Prosperity, your success, your advancement, your ability to tap into the invisible realm is all connected by the bridge of words. Words, what are you saying with your mouth and in your lips? I love in in verse, I believe it's verse 21. Put that back on the screen if you don't mind. Proverbs 18 and verse 21. I love how it says, oh no, I'm sorry, let's go to verse 20. Good job, But verse 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, and from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Produce, that word produce is the word production. It's the word creation. It's the word increase. So what are your lips producing? Increase, amen. What are your lips producing? Increase. What is your mouth producing? What are you creating when you are speaking? What are you saying? What pathway are you uh, exhibiting and, and, and in creating and walking down with your words? When you walk in this dimension that we've been talking about over the last several weeks, your words are critical. Your words are very important, and when you're in this dimension, and we're we're living in a different dimension, you only say what you want to see. That's it. You don't say what you feel. You don't say what you think may happen, although you might think something bad's about to happen. You might think that this is not going to work out. You might think that you'll never get the car you believe in God for. You might think you'll never get out of debt like you you believe you will. You never say it. You only say what you want to see. So when you're operating on this level of power and this level of authority, I only say what I want to see. Say it after me. I only say say what I want to see. So when I'm tired, do I talk about how tired I am? Because I don't want to continue to be tired. So I say, personally, I say, I am strong. I am strong. And anytime I want to say I'm tired, I just change it to say I'm strong. Because I want to see strength. And I don't want to see lethargy. And so you only say what you want to see because when you are operating like God, and notice you're created in the image of God. You're simply a chip off the old block. You are created just like God's created. And the, the difference is when God speaks, it affects everything. When you speak, it affects you. Right? So when God says something, everything's gonna change. But when you say something, it's going to affect you and your destiny and your future and the and your success and your advancement, or your detriment. And so walking in this dimension, it is important to recognize what we are saying. And I know we want to get away with saying stuff like, that. <laughs> that's killing me. I used to say this all the time. Oh, man, that's killing me, man. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. It's killing me, man. It's killing me. And one day the Lord spoke to me. He said, do you want to die? Do you want to die over this? Is it that funny that you're willing to die over No, it's not that funny that I'm willing to just plop plop over dead. I don't want that to kill me. So stop saying it. Say what you want to see and not what you feel or what you currently see. And when you are operating on this level, you'll begin to see what you've been saying. And so we've got to get rid of the lazy talk. Say no more lazy talk. No more idle talk. No more. I'm just saying, I'm just saying none of that. Get rid of that because you're going to start seeing what you're saying and then you're going to realize, why am I seeing what I'm saying? Because you've been saying it and you've been creating it and you've been producing it and it's bringing you what you have been calling for and now you are operating in it. So if you want to see a change, you're going to have to say things differently. Stop calling your kid a knucklehead. You don't want them to be a knucklehead. Don't call it they just a knucklehead. You don't want that. You don't want them being a knucklehead adult. So when my, when my children are disobedient and they love to test, and, I, and I'm very consistent. You want to test, and then I'm, gonna be con, I'm consistent with the consequence. I'm very consistent. You have to be. That's called being patient. And so when they love to test the parameters, we always say they're, they're such an obedient child. That boy, he's an obedient boy. Even though he's doing something different, I'm calling what I want to see, and not what I currently see. If you agree, somebody say Amen. amen. Now, James chapter three. This is where I want to go today. James chapter three, and we're gonna look verses one through twelve. And I'm gonna take my time with this because I believe there's a lot here in the Epistle of James. We understand here. In verse one, he says, "My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment." I want to pause here. I love this counsel here. Don't don't desire to teach because there's going to be a higher judgment for you. Um, a lot of people want to preach. A lot of people want to inspire. A lot of people want to influence. But you got to understand, there is a, there is a stricter judgment for that sort of participation and occupation. And I, I want to let you know, I want the desire is good, but understand the weight that comes with that desire. And I want to submit to you that I, I understand the weight and I still feel very called in my calling to preach the word to you, uh, to share the word to you. I, I want you to know that I'm committed to bringing the word to you uh, and and watching and and monitoring my doctrine, monitoring what I'm bringing, monitoring what I'm saying. I'm committed to uh, being prepared. I'm committed to uh, helping you reach your destiny. I'm committed to being faithful to my wife. I will never bring shame and honor to this ministry. That's what I'm committed to as your leader. Now, if you're looking for something else, there's a lot of other churches, but if this is what you're looking for, this is what you're going to get. I'm going to I'm going to bring this to you, and I know there's a, a stricter judgment, but I, I'm built for this, amen. I, I'm looking for the reward, amen, because there's a greater reward as well for preaching and teaching the word. So he says, don't desire, or many of you, you know, want to become teachers. There's a stricter judgment, but look at verse two, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Now, understand that word stumble means to make mistakes. So if we stumble, if we make mistakes, we do that in many things. Many of us make a lot of mistakes. But if anyone does not stumble in word or in his speech, watch this, he's a perfect man, or a mature man able also to bridle his whole body. Now, there's a lot that James said here in verse 2, that if you can control your speech, then you are a perfect or mature man or woman. So maturity is linked to your speech. He says, if you can control your speech, then you can also control your entire body. Uh, Now, this is so very important that if you can be mature in your vocabulary, then you have the ability to control your entire life. Now, watch this. Conversely, if you are always negative and you say negative things about, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, I can't get this right, I'm never going to learn this. I'm never going to be able to accomplish this. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to get what I'm believing God for. If you continue to say that, then you are prophesying your future. Then you are also affecting not only your mental state, but your emotional state. Now, with negative words about yourself, not only can you be depressed, you can also be Uh, You can feel a sense of worthlessness, anxiety. You can be sad all the time. This is just with negative talk, you can cause your body to break down. You can cause oppression to come on you. Just simply with negative talk about yourself, you can literally control your life and the outcome by just talking negatively. Now, if we were to flip that over and just begin to say what the word of God says, if it works in the opposite direction in a destructive manner, it can work in the positive direction in an advantageous manner. If I begin to say, Devon, you're good looking and you are strong and, and you know what to do even when you don't know what to do. And you begin to talk to yourself and I have the answers. I walk in the wisdom of God and, and I... I carry the love of God and I am patient and I am kind and I am long suffering. I'll begin to prophesy my future and I'll begin to see things change in my body, in my emotions, in my spirit. I'll sense a change, right? Simply by talking. This is how powerful Talking is in this dimension that if you just speak certain things, you can control your whole life. And I love this part where he says you can control your body because you can actually speak to your body. You, now this is where I might lose some of you, but this is what I do. I talk to my back. Sometimes my back hurts. <laughs> you raise your hand up there. so And I'll talk to my back. Now, back, be strong in Jesus' name. Back, loosen up in the name of Jesus. Back, yeah, back, I'm talking to you. Back, stand straight up. Now, there might be some practical things I need to do, like stretch, drink some water, so on and so forth. But don't do the practical without doing the spiritual. Uh, I'll talk to my liver. Liver, I command you to be healthy. Produce. I'll talk to my kidneys. Whatever's going on in your body, you talk to it. You can lay your hand on it. You got knee issues. You, you're having suicidal thoughts. Lay your hands on your head. Begin to talk. Mind, I'm talking to you. No more thoughts in Jesus' name. I call in pure thoughts. I call in positive thoughts. I call in God's word to feel. And you begin to read your mind and you begin to talk to certain areas of your body. James said it, that if you are mature, you can control your body. That's what maturity is all about, being able to control your life with your words and your body with your words. One particular time, we were just starting the church and we didn't have insurance. How many of you have ever been there? You didn't have medical insurance. And we started and Zai had gotten this fever and she was really sick and Stacy said, I want to take her to the doctor. I said, well, we don't have insurance. She said, I, 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 really, I really want to take her. I said, babe, I, 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 got, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in there and lay my hands on her. I didn't have the money, but I had the power of God. Hey, Peter, hey, Peter silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have. I walked in her room, I laid my hands on her and said, In the name of Jesus, you foul fever, I command you to leave her body now in Jesus' name. Come down in Jesus', because it was all up in the 102s, 103. I commanded it to come down now. We had some over-the-counter medicine, that sort of thing. And I began to talk to her body, lay hands, began to tell that fever to get out of here. I rebuked it, command that fever to leave, and I walked out of her as if it was already done. 30 minutes later, I kid you not, 30 minutes later, I said, I'm ready to go to school. I said, well, hold on, let's take your temperature and all that, because I commanded it to come down, all that good stuff. We took it, perfect temperature. What was it, 97 over 9? Nine? What is it, perfect? 98.6. 98.6. sorry. 98.6. I'm thinking about a radio station. Ninety-eight point, <laughs> 98.6. It came down to 98.6, and Stacey was like, oh my gosh, I said, babe, we didn't we, we, we have the insurance money to go, we, but we got Jesus. Hallelujah. We have the power of God operation. We walk in his authority, and that fever has to go. Rebuke it. Don't let things just keep happening. You can talk to your body. And because Zai is part of our family, I can talk to her body too. Now, when she get to 18, 21, 20, well, she's 20 now. When she get to, at a, of a certain age, then she gonna have to do all that herself. But at that time, she was under my tutelage and under my authority. And I began to talk to her. And I didn't just talk to her. I talked to the fever. Are you listening to me? Say amen to that. I talked to what was going wrong. James chapter three, verse two says we can do that. If we are mature, we can begin to control the body just simply with our words. And so we see here, let's read verse two again. James chapter three, verse two, we all make many mistakes. We all stumble, but if anyone does not stumble in his word, he's a mature, perfect man, able to bridle or control the entire body and your body obeys words. Your life obeys words. Let's look at verse three. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us and turn their whole body. Let's go to verse 4. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder whatever the, wherever the pilot desires. I want to talk about these two illustrations and examples that Jesus or James gave us. Number one, he says that equestrians, when they, before they ride a horse, They will put a bit in the horse's mouth. Why? So that they can control the direction and the speed of the horse. What have we been talking about the last several weeks? Speed, acceleration, velocity, going faster. The bit in the horse's mouth, which is a small thing, will go into the mouth of the horse and the equestrian will be able to control the horse. The other illustration James gave us was big ships, large ships, cruise ships. I'm thinking about going on a cruise next year, praise the Lord. Cruise ships, how large and big and enormous they are. And don't forget the horse is an enormous animal as well. A large, enormous cruise ship is controlled by a small rudder that turns the ship wherever which way it goes. Listen to me. Small things control significant outcomes. Small things control significant outcomes. Your tongue is a small thing, but it can control significant outcomes. Now, listen, I can't just jump on the back of a horse, put a bit in his mouth and do and make it make it make the horse do whatever I want to do. I can't jump behind, uh, uh, be a pilot of a large cruise ship and just say, here we go. I got the wheel. Y'all cool. Got it. Y'all just keep having fun. I got the will. It's all going to be good. I can't do it. Why? Because I am not mature in those areas. I am not experienced in those areas. And what James is telling us, in order to control the horse with the bit, which is a small thing, you must be a mature equestrian. In order to control the ship, It has enormous and a billion-dollar cruise ship. In order to control it, you must be a mature pilot. In order to control your life, you must be mature with your mouth. Are you listening to me today? You must get control of the words that are coming out of your mouth because it is aligning your destiny. You only say what you want to see. You don't say what you currently see. You don't say what you think. You don't say what you feel. You say what? Say it louder. What you want to see. see. That's all you say is what you want to see. And James, through the word of God, calls that Mature. That is spiritual maturity. I only say what I want to see. I only say what the word tells me to say. I only say what God is putting in my heart to say about the situation. Now, watch this. Let's go to verse five. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a force a little fire kindles. Let's pause here. The tongue's a little member. We've been talking about small things control significant outcomes. As we continue to read, James is going to tell us how destructive the tongue is, but I want you to think opposite. I want you to think how productive the tongue could be. And I'll show you how, uh, how we can look at the contrast between the destruction of the tongue and the production of the tongue. He says here that the tongue can create a fire or kindle, or that word kindle means spark. Your tongue can spark something good in your life. I want you to hear what I'm saying, that it, it, everything is rising and falling on what you are saying about your situation. It can spark something good. I, I, you know I've told this story and I'll tell it again and because it's it's evident of the grace of God and putting the word of God in your mouth. I I'm just thrilled by seeing what God can do when you begin to speak what he tells you to speak. I'm not going to tell that story because uh, the Lord's telling me to move on. So I'm going to keep moving on. Let's go to verse six. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, Watch this, so it, it, it kindles, it sparks, now it's a fire, a world of iniquity, the tongue is so set among members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. Now look how, look how wicked and evil the tongue is, look at the destruction that the tongue carries, but if we view it in the production side of it, it can start a fire and a good fire it can start something productive, it can get you going, it can get you on the right path, it can get you connected with the right people, your tongue can get you, get your mood to change, your tongue to get your demeanor to change, your tongue can get your results to change, your tongue can get your bank account to change, your tongue can get you a better position in life, your tongue can get you something debt free This is what the tongue, it can start a fire in life. Your tongue can alter the trajectory of your children. Think about this. Your children are going to remember what you said about them when they were young. And what you're saying can alter the trajectory of their life. And if you if your kids are already grown and and you made some mistakes, just say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. And 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 we're going to move forward. I know better now and things are going to be better now. I can still talk about them even when they don't live at the home. I can say good things about them and see good results happen. Somebody say, amen. Amen. the tongue can start a fire, a good, holy, healthy fire and get you going in life. Now, watch this. Verse 7, for every evil beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed or has been tamed by mankind. Let's go to verse 8. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now watch this. James tells us all animals, beasts have been tamed or domesticated, or you can use the word control. We've been able to control animals but we've not been able to control the tongue. And James is absolutely correct here. And let's go to Matthew chapter 12 and look at verse 34. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. I love what Jesus says here in this passage of scripture because he's going to tell us about this tongue. And if we look at verse 34, he says here, Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I want to pause here. James says we can't control the tongue. Well, since we can't control it, not with willpower, we can't. We can't control the tongue with willpower. So since we can't do it with willpower, we're going to have to put On the inside of us, whatever we want to come out of us, for out of the abundance of what's on the inside, it's going to come out. So I'm going to have to monitor what comes in and goes out. I'm going to have to put a guard over what I allow inside of me and what Comes out of me. I, I love when uh, this. It, it's it's a it's an indicator of what's going on the inside of you. This happened to me several years ago for some particular reason. Both of our cars transmissions went out within six weeks of each other. So I at the time our cars were a little older. They were they were debt free cars and. Transmission went out in my car, you know, 3000 whatever, to get it fixed, 3500 to get it fixed. And we paid it. Then Stacy's went out six weeks later, you know, 2800 whatever, to get that fixed. We paid that. Then uh, something, then the microwave died in the house. And then the furnace went out all around the same period of time. And then I think, I think a battery went out of Stacy's car at this point. And I went into AutoZone, and I walked in, and the guy had seen me there before because I was just there recently because of the transmission all that good stuff. I walked in. He goes, oh, you're back. I said, yeah, I'm looking at the battery this time. He says, man, you've been here, you know, a couple times over the last few weeks. I said, yeah, yeah, I have. And I said this out of my mouth, when it rains, it pours. And I began to tell him all the stuff that was breaking down. Now, a lot of us begin to look, something, you must not have done this or that. Stuff breaks down. Did you hear me? Stuff just breaks down. You ain't got to look and what kind of sin have I committed and look around and try to. I remember when I was in kindergarten. Oh, man, I took that boy's fruit punch. That's why stuff's happened today. No, stop all that. Stuff, Stuff breaks down. And for some reason, it was all breaking down at one time at that moment. And I said, when it rains, it pours. And I began to pour on him all the stuff that had broken down. And I said, you know, this is just kind of what happens. You know, it rains, it pours. And, and I, I, and I got, you know, got the new bear. And I walked out. And the Lord said, what did you just say? I heard in my heart, not an audible voice, but I'm like, what did you just say? And I heard, what did I say? And I went back. And I said, oh, man, somewhere, somehow, I allowed on the inside of me This attitude of when things go bad, they just always go bad. And I began to believe that. So when I was pressed, when pressure came, I said what was hiding on the inside of me. That when things go bad, they just always seem to go bad. I said it. And that was an indicator of what was on the inside of me. This is why James says you can't through willpower you can't control what comes out. It's going to have to be what comes in. It amazes me when when something happens to someone and they start cussing, and they say, and you say, you look at them and they're like, oh, I know, I, I don't cuss. I don't know where that came from. I know where it came from. All that Netflix you watching and, and all that some songs you listening to and and all that some people you hanging with. That's where it came from. So when you was pressured. All of that came out because you put it in. And so <laughs> when you <laughs> when you monitor what comes in, when the pressure comes to say something, then you will only say what's already in. Now, I'm not asking you to do everything right. I'm not asking you to leave here and just be a human being that never misses it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying monitor what's going in so when things do happen, you'll hear what comes out. It's all, there's always an indicator of what's going on on the inside of you by listening to what you're saying. And so it's time now to stop the lazy talk. Say it again. Stop lazy talk. Stop lazy talk. It's time to stop the lazy talk. It's time to, to, to get a grip on what's coming out of We're trying to go place it. We're, we're trying to get to places in God that we've never been. We're trying to receive access, more grace, and more favor from God than we ever have. I'm trying to impact more people than I ever have. I'm trying to increase the influence than I ever have before. So I can't just keep saying, well, we only got 12 likes on that reel. I can't keep saying that. I've got to start saying thousands of people like my reel. Hundreds of people like my real, whatever the case may be. I can't just keep saying, well, we only three people came to church today. I can't say that. I got to say we're a church of 300 strong. Amen. You got to say what you want to see and stop saying what you currently see. This is Maturity. Are you listening? To me? This is being spiritually mature. I don't say what I feel. I don't say what I think. I say what I want to see. Now you're going to think some different things. What do you do with that? You get in the word and you allow the word of God to drive out negative bad thinking. And you begin to uh, activate, use your tongue to activate good thinking. I, I do it all the time when I want to When I want to say something uh, evil or wicked or bad about somebody or someone or even to my spouse, whatever the case may be, I, I, I try to pause and say, no, she's a virtuous woman of God. The Lord has brought her into my life and she is on my team. She's not here to pull me down. She's here to lift me up. And although I don't agree with what she said or even how she said it to me, she is on my team and she loves me. Somebody say amen. Amen. And I begin to say those things out of my mouth and I'll begin to activate things. You know, the, the James here tells us that we can activate or kindle things with our tongue. I'll begin to say things with my mouth such as, uh, you, you know what? The word I've been saying this recently, the words that's coming from this place is flowing like water going into every crook and crevice that water flows into going into places that I never thought possible. When, when, the, when this broadcast goes out, this word is flowing in the countries and places than I ever thought. And then we'll get someone from Canada to say, I listened to one of your messages. What, what is that all about? It's about what you're saying. What are you saying? What are you believing about yourself? And then be mature to only say what you believe and not what you feel. If you agree with that, shout Amen. And let's let's continue James 3. You might as well finish it. James 3, let's look at verse 9. With the tongue, we bless our God and Father, and with the tongue, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Look at verse 10. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not be so. Let's pause. The tongue should not be used to bless and to curse. It should only be used to bless. I was driving this a couple years ago, and, and I was driving by this restaurant. And now when you get into this level that I'm talking, the, the Lord's going to be, begin to show you some error of your speech. And I drove by this restaurant, and I told States, I said, I never see nobody at that restaurant. Now, that's a fact. I, when I drive, I never see anybody at the restaurant. And the Lord said, why'd you curse that restaurant? You curse that restaurant. Instead of saying, i never see anybody at that restaurant, why don't you, one, say nothing, or two, and say, that restaurant is packed. I see the parking lot packed. Were well, you lying? No, I'm saying what I believe. And if I like that restaurant, because it was a particular restaurant that we liked, and, and at the time, it don't seem like nobody was ever in there, I believe that more people should be in this restaurant. So why don't I curse it and say, i never see anybody over here? No, you bless it. I say, I see this restaurant packed. Or you just say nothing. That's okay, too. Don't say anything. Say what you want to see. And James is telling us when we begin to recognize this, we ought to stop one. if we're ble- We should not bless and we should not curse with the same tongue. We should only bless. Say, I only bless. I only bless. Look at verse 11. Does a spring... Send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? No. Can a fig tree, my mother, and bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs? No. Thus, no spring yield both salt and salt water and fresh. No. James is telling us, stop allowing. These are illustrations to stop allowing your tongue to do two entirely different things. One moment you're blessing yourself and one moment you're cursing yourself. One moment you're saying, man, I look good. The next moment you're saying, I'm so fat. One moment you're looking like God is working out for me. And the next moment, it's almost like you're double-minded. The next moment, things aren't working out for me. One moment you say, today's the day I'm going to meet my husband. And the next moment you say, I ain't never going to meet nobody. The tongue should not do both things. So be mature and only allow it to do one thing. And that's what you believe. You say what you believe. You say what you want to see. You don't say what you currently see. This is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www. .truelifefc.org You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you and remember to love, learn, live and lead.